Thanks, Steph. Can we just pray before we start? Um, Lord, we just thank you for this new morning and for the sunshine today amidst the cold. We pray that you would speak through us today. Um, and uh, this is your stage. We, uh, we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So yes, as Steph said, we are the Stones. My name's Alicia, and this is Jeff, and you'll hear a little more of his story. Um, but we live in Chaska with our three kids. Um, our daughters are 17 and 15, and then our baby boy is 12 and a half. Um, and we just celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. So usually we're at the Chaska campus, um, so we will need a written... Um, past today for our excused absence. It feels a little like skipping school today to be here with you, but thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, we're definitely on loan from the Chaska campus today. They made this very clear. Um, but yeah, we both had the privilege of, of growing up uh, in Christian homes. I actually kind of grew up at Grace. I came here in uh, 1985 as a fifth grader. You can do the math. Um, I, I was grateful to grow up in a Christian home with two parents that are still together, still love one another, and um, were very involved in ministry. I grew up in the Awana program and learned a lot of scripture, which helped, uh, I think, into my adult years. And I actually even now get to serve on the elder board with Roger over there. Um, so that is an uh, uh, honor and a joy and a, kind of a privilege that I didn't see coming, but I'd say I'm grateful to be on that board. Um, you know, in marriage, we've, we've been tasked to leave our parents and to cling to one another, and that's what we've done. Although we have great base, um, we've certainly chosen to do some things differently and are kind of forming our own family, 21 years in the making. And my upbringing was rather similar. Um, I'm thankful that I grew up with parents who are believers, and they were actually missionaries in West Africa before I was born. But then they were not able to return to West Africa because of my health problems as an infant. And so we grew up in a pretty simple lifestyle because my dad had to go back to school after I was born. There weren't many job openings for bush pilots in western Wisconsin back then. Um, and so I grew up watching my parents trust God for his provision for our family, um, especially as a middle schooler when my dad started his own business for the first time. Should we tell him how we met? Go for it. Your story or mine? <laughs> Mine's longer, but we'll try and keep it brief. Um, so I grew up in the youth group here at Grace, and in 1991, the summer between our sophomore and junior year in high school, you were from Menominee, Wisconsin, uh, I went to DC 91 with the youth group uh, here at Grace, and we were in Washington, DC, and all the kids from the Midwest happened to be in the same hotel, and I saw her and um, s decided that I liked her, and she didn't feel the same way. Uh, but somehow I got her number and we corresponded for a long time and um, eight years ago or eight years later kind of ended up uh, together. Um, and yeah, here's the DC-91 picture. Um, uh, the girl in the blonde actually sang in our wedding. Um, but yeah, it, it, was, it was crazy. And actually, you even tried to set me up with people in college. Yeah, even the girl with the blonde hair. He was a great guy. He was just not my type. I just knew it would never work. But actually, um, it was only a couple months after college when we started hanging out again. And I realized that actually this was the guy that God had prepared for me for marriage. And so we were actually married at the Old Grace Church in Edina in December of 99. And so in preparation for that, we took a class at the Old Grace Church. We were in the pre-marriage class, and I'm the dork who still kept the folder, but we had no idea what an impact this class would have on our marriage and preparing us 
to, for the adventures ahead, which we had no idea what we were in for. Yeah, certainly. I think today will be an opposites attract story, but we were very, very different. And one of the things that the class talked about a lot was finances. And we had very different views of, of money and finances in those days. I started working at 14 and got money so that I could buy stuff and things and experiences and make memories, fueled my social life. And I even um, purchased a new Jetta right out of college. Um, and um, yeah, so my priorities were maybe a little bit out of whack, but uh, certainly different than yours. Right. So this class it was super helpful. It showed us, it taught us many things um, about ourselves. Even though we had very similar upbringings, we have very different personalities. Um, and many of the differences are actually pretty opposite of a lot of stereotypes. So Jeff is um, a man of many words, whereas I run out of words pretty quickly. Um, Jeff is really spontaneous. I'm the planner. He's the people person. And I am very task-oriented. Um, Jeff is a super visionary guy, and I'm kind of a get-it-done kind of girl. Um, Jeff could stand up here and talk about grace and marriage off the top of his head for 15 minutes, and I need to have it typed out word for word three weeks ago. So we're super different, and we knew from the beginning, oh, one more, he really likes to shop. Like, this guy cannot have too many watches and shoes and jackets. Um, but we knew that opposites attract, right? I hate shopping. I'm thankful for you, honey. Um, but... It has been really exciting to discover how God wired each of us so differently, and yet we really complement each other for the most part. Thanks, honey. I think ultimately through these differences, and kind of the theme of what we'll be talking about today is a little bit about grace. Obviously, our church is named after it, but I think God has really show, uh, shown us and taught us how to have grace for one another despite our, our differences. And you know, our wedding vows, we said, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. And, and actually, at the time of those vows, we didn't really realize how impactful those commitments before God and family would be. And um, we've been tested in those areas. And it's really by God's grace and his favor in our lives that we've made it through some of those really hard times. And he's taught us through those challenges to have grace for one another. And uh, we've discovered, even though that we're very different, that we complement each other really well and that God actually was doing something. He prepared us for one another. Yeah, because as we said, we're very different. And one of those big ways was in finances, right? So unlike Jeff, who bought his brand new car fresh out of college, I had a very different experience. I didn't even have a job until the summer before I went to college because my job was to be a good student. And so... I um, worked very hard at school, and then I would need to basically wait for my very frugal missionary parents to buy me the basic necessities of life. Um, so when I did finally get my first teaching job after college, I was so excited to throw my money into savings, and I would only occasionally dip into it for an airplane ticket to some exciting adventure. So by the time we got married, Jeff came into our marriage with lots of stuff that he had accumulated, and I came in with a savings account for one year of teaching, not huge. But again, like our personality differences, it could either be like a recipe for success. Hey, we have savings and we have really big speakers and a great sound system. Or 
it could be a recipe for disaster because we had very different opinions on on finances and how it should be um, spent. And so I should not have been surprised when my risk-taking husband took the huge financial risk of starting his own company. We were about 10 years into our marriage, and unfortunately, the timing was really terrible, and it was a few really rocky years into the business that Jeff realized that it needed to close. Um, And at that point, the market had just crashed. We had just bought a new house. We had baby number three, and then found out that his birth wasn't covered by insurance. (laughs) Um, It was just about six months of illness that it took for me to finally be diagnosed with celiac disease, after which I found out I needed a major surgery. So here we were, life pretty much stopped for about two months. While we had to completely rely on other people to care for our three littles, um, God's grace really surrounded us as we, as people prayed for us, they cared for us, they shared with us. We're so thankful for that. Yeah, and even backing up before then, um, when we were pregnant with our first child, Annika, when, when you were 32 weeks pregnant, Alicia got viral encephalitis and as an infection in the brain and it's very serious. And my mom, of course, is a nurse and she was panicking and giving me all the worst case scenarios. And I'm picturing in my head losing my wife and potentially having a, a young daughter as a single dad and processing all that stuff was really a low and difficult season to get through. And yet God's grace through our church, through prayer chain, we heard people all around the world that were praying for us. And even just God providing the right doctor at the right time to provide the right medication um, to see her in nine days of hospital come out of that um, fully healthy. And then with my business loss, yeah, I mean, I think I probably had a pursuit of that for many of the wrong reasons, but losing it really brought me to a low. I was uh, ashamed. I felt uh, embarrassed. Um, I, I had felt like a failure. And, um, you know, it was pretty low even to have to go on food stamps and uh, send my wife to the grocery store um, on food stamps. That was a low, low time. And I think God was really, through all that, though, really exposing in me sin and breaking me of sins of pride and materialism and um, just having priorities that were in the wrong place. And, uh, and yet his grace was kind of woven through all that. And for me, there were definitely some dark days as I was caring for our three little kids, and I was really sick. Jeff was working long, long hours at any random job that he could get, and my flesh craved stability and security. That's what I wanted, and I knew that I couldn't, I realized at some point that Jeff was not meeting our physical needs and that I couldn't look to him for that that I, what I needed was something that only God could provide. And there were definitely times when it went through my head, like, how could you do this to us? But I knew um, that instead God would use this journey to turn us towards one another and to knit our hearts together as a team. Instead of turning us away from one another, he really used it to draw us closer to one another. And I knew this whole time that Jeff really did have his have our best intentions in mind. When he started this company, it was for our family, and he thought that was what was best. But God also really showed me that I needed to rely on him to provide for our family. And he would do that through Jeff, but I needed to trust God and not just trust in our own, ourselves. Yeah, we, we spent the next 10 years after that business failure in 08 kind of digging out of debt. Um, we're grateful for the Grace family, grateful for Dave Ramsey. 
Um, and uh, we really, really learn to experience God's grace through that. So we've said the word grace uh, a lot, and um, our church is named after it. I think it's important to define it a little bit and maybe f- see how we could put it into, into more practice. So the word grace, actually, best defini- definition I've been able to find means unmerited favor or a gift that we receive but we don't deserve. And I think the greatest example of that grace in our lives is, is reading Romans 6.23, that the wages or the payment of sin is death. Um, and what we deserve as a result of my sin of materialism and pride and all these things is eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And so we're grateful for that. And then Ephesians 2, 8, 9, very common or very familiar verse. It's by grace that we've been saved through faith. And this is not of ourselves. It's a free gift of God, not a result of works so that no one can boast. So God's grace in our life is an unmerited gift. And um, God really designed marriage as a way to demonstrate that gift. Christ's love for the church, his sacrificial love for for the church was to be demonstrated, uh, you know, in Christ's death and resurrection and, and our salvation through him, but also in marriage. Husbands are to love their wives and serve them and and have grace for one another. And so, you know, I certainly didn't deserve Alicia's grace after putting her on food stamps, um, but we're, we're grateful for how God's grace really um, showed us how to have grace for one another and to assume positive intent when things weren't really going that well. Not to mention the grace he showed me through several different health journeys when I don't even remember the viral encephalitis story. That was God's faithfulness to Jeff in giving him grace that he was able to show to me when I couldn't be a wife or a mom. Another verse that was also very encouraging was 1 Peter 4, verses 8 and 10. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So to be good stewards of this grace that God has given us, we can show that grace to one another. His love covers a multitude of sins, even but especially in marriage. Because God has shown his grace and mercy to me, I can assume positive intent and I can show grace to Jeff. Yeah, and what could have and what many times does in marriage turn the couple against one another, what could have really separated us, ultimately bonded us together by God's grace. Because, um, you know, as I said, God used that really low time in my life to point out sins and areas of my life where I needed to become more Christ-like. And Alicia stuck with me through that time. And, um, and you know, I, I mentioned, you know, assume positive intent. I think this is a word there, a phrase that we use in the business community a lot of times, but I think it, it ultimately is grace. When, we, when, when, when our couple or our spouse does something that we might feel like, oh, that's a wound or a, a chip or an attack, to be able to give them the benefit of the doubt to give them grace and assume that, oh, you know, you didn't do that because you wanted to spite me or jab me in the back. Um, giving your spouse that, that, that gift of grace and assuming that their intent wasn't to harm you is a real beautiful gift. And I think God may be using circumstances in your own lives to refine you and to make you more like Christ and um, to increase in your, in your grace for one another. 
Now, our story, it's just one story, and it might not be yours. Maybe your family backgrounds or your personalities are different from ours, and maybe you guys are going to struggle with different issues. Um, but the good news is that you're not alone in that. We hope you can be encouraged through knowing that the same God that was faithful to us is the same God who is faithful to you, too. He's been faithful in giving us grace that we do not deserve and we could not have earned so that you can show grace to your spouse no matter what journey lies ahead. Wherever you are in your marriage, there's hope. Yeah, and it's humbling to stand up here because we don't certainly have it all figured out. Um, and uh, congratulations, you won't either. So thank you for coming to Grace uh, today. But a uh, couple just real brief tips. Uh, obviously, uh, know the gospel. Um, it's central to everything. Preach it to yourself every day. Be in the word, grow in your relationship with the Lord, grow in Christ-likeness, um, even if sometimes those moments of refinement are hard. Um, and then trust in God's sovereignty in your marriage, that he brought you together for a purpose, that even though you might be different, God might be using those differences to complement one another and, and create um, you know, a greater uh, situation for him to make his name great. Um, and, you know, have grace for one another. Assume positive intent. And the Bible says, be patient in affliction because we have a great hope. And we do have a great hope, and we should always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that we have. And the world is desperate for hope right now, is it not? And your, each of these marriages in here can be a lighthouse of hope to a world that really is desperate for it. Thank you for having us. You got the black jacket memo? Yes. I like jackets and watches too. Um, thank you, Jeff and Alicia Stone. I've known them for quite some time. I've seen their kids through student ministries. Thank you for a powerful testimony of God's grace. You know, think about